0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. It is The Daily. It is Wednesday morning. Happy Hump Day. And after a lot of NFL draft talk and recruiting to start the week, I feel like, hey, maybe we should talk about the current Ohio State roster. What do you think about that? Let's cleanse the palate. (laughs) All right, let's get back to it. That's Bill Landis uh, and Jeremy Birmingham over there. I am Austin Ward. Uh, So, I've already gone through at OhioState.Rivals.com five young players who made an impression during spring camp. Then I came back with five more veterans so that's 10 out of the 88 scholarship players i still have more i'm going to write a few features and give out some mvps from spring offense defense and freshmen Uh, and we can we all get to make some picks guess what these guys didn't know that that's what we were going to do but that makes it even better because you know that it'll be legit and on the top of their mind uh and you can place your bets right now get them in Get your units out there if you think that Bill is going to pick an offensive lineman as the spring MVP. Probably not,
1: not based <laughs> on how the spring
0: went.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would definitely not bet on that one.
0: Not Donovan Jackson?
1: think the value
0: return is pretty strong. Yeah, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. All right. Berm, you go first. With what? <laughs> Whichever one you want. I don't care offensive mvp a defensive mvp and a freshman mvp that's what we're going with
2: well the freshman mvp has to be carnell tate i mean he got his black stripe off faster than any player i can recall uh in in the time that ohio state's been doing this little uh tradition five practices into an early enrolled uh freshman spring is pretty rare uh and then you saw him out there competing with the veterans and he just looked like a kid that Um, was pretty comfortable at wide receiver for Ohio State. And after a recruitment that was up and down, a little topsy-turvy, had people sometimes questioning his maturity because they didn't really know him and all they saw was social media stuff. I think it's been really important for Carnell to come in and put his nose to the grindstone and really just work. And he's certainly done that. And uh, the expectations that anybody had for him as a five-star receiver is one of these players that people thought, Hey, maybe down the road, he can be one of those, you know, big time first round dudes. Like he's already put that on tape and, and showing people what he can do. And when you have that from a true freshman and early enrollee, like that, that filters through the rest of the team. Um, and it will certainly act as a spur for Noah Rogers, for Bryson Rogers, for Brandon Ennis, when he gets on campus in a few weeks. Uh, and, you know, that's how this wide receiver room at Ohio state has been so good for the last decade, because, they are constantly being motivated by the other guys in that room, um, and it's not always easy to project that with freshmen because you do have to worry about are they mentally ready for that, but Carnell Tate has shown uh, unequivocally that he is
1: yeah that's that's the obvious one I think, and I, I think Georgia. there are two out uh, there are two <laughs> I think there are really like two choices for freshman MVP of the spring. Um, berm touched on one i'll let Austin talk the other because i know that's his pick um <laughs> this man over here just dud you <laughs> that's all right that's all right uh i uh i have found a way to talk about an offensive lineman uh, i i let's do it he's he's not the mvp of the spring uh so this is me like taking i guess the assignment and twisting it a little bit because i just want to talk about luke Montgomery. Um, I don't want to say that he had a really good spring because it would be disingenuous because we I, I wasn't watching him all that closely throughout the entire spring. But when I did watch him, I really liked what I saw and I was a little skeptical of the idea of him playing tackle like long term, not because like I didn't think he could do it, I was just kind of curious about best fit. But the more I just watched him like go through drills, move around, do a little bit of one-on-one pass rush, like I I saw the vision a, a little bit for him and If we're going to be in a world where Ohio State is not going to bring in a transfer tackle, and that's not set in stone yet, but they haven't done anything to this point, and they don't appear to be particularly interested in doing anything to this point, nor is there someone out there who immediately jumps at you as as a potential addition. So if they're just kind of sticking with the status quo going into the summer, I I don't think Luke is going to throw himself into the starting competition at right tackle but I would take him more seriously as someone who could be like an important number two at tackle, certainly more seriously than I would have coming into the season. So um, I thought there were like promising glimpses of him in the spring. It's probably the best way to put it, which left me if you're looking for like a little bit of a, of a silver lining through a lot of the talk we're having about the offensive line, I thought that was a good sign.
0: Yeah, I think I will uh, go ahead and take Jelani Thurman at tight end, a real surprise to everyone who's been, following along for the last couple weeks. I've tried my best not to talk about the specific position he plays and get people carried away with that, and I generally don't want to go over the top with praise for a true freshman, but just watching him move is a little bit different than what Ohio State has at the rest of that position. Uh, You know, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of – I've always been someone to spend the offseason and take questions of the day and say, well, Ohio State doesn't need to throw to the tight end that much – you don't have to worry about it. It would be cool if they did. Like, you could ex- expand the arsenal. You could stretch teams out and work the middle of the field better. Better, Like, all that stuff is true. I don't know if it'll actually happen or not, but I know that Jelani Thurman is more than capable of doing so, and he's definitely got a better chance of being on the field right away at a position where Ohio State really wants to play multiple tight ends. So what does that mean for production? I don't know. What does it mean in terms of snaps? Not sure. But in the long term, I think he's got maybe the highest upside that I can recall of somebody coming in to play at tight end. And I think that counts for something.
2: And that's saying something. I mean, Jeremy Ruckert was the number one ranked tight end in the country coming out of Lindenhurst, uh, you know, New York at, in the class of 2018. But certainly Jelani's frame is just a little bit different. And, you know, Bill, I'm curious on Luke. Mm-hmm. Do you see like Lane Johnson in him?
1: I see Lane Johnson in a lot of people because I love Lane Johnson. Uh, so you're you're that's asking. That's why I that. wanted.
2: to That's why I was really trying to butter your bread here. But I, I, I <laughs> as you see him at right tackle, like is that not sort of the vision that you see? Because it it is me, and I'm not a, a huge like I'm not a Lane Johnson, you know uh, connoisseur a, a connoisseur as you are. I
1: mean, he's just so athletic, Lane Johnson. Like Lane is, I think Lane's probably bigger. Lane's like six six. I want to say, and, and Luke is probably closer to six, five, like on the lower end of six, five. So that's a little different, I guess, but yeah, I guess I can see that. That that might be, I mean, Lane is probably the best right tackle in the NFL. So I don't want to like put too lofty of expectations on, on Luke, but, um, I, I see the vision. I think it's a good, it's a good comparison. Um, because that's how Luke is not a guy that's like going to overwhelm you with like size at that position. He's just not. He's not like Paris Johnson, right? Paris Johnson has prototype tackle measurables. Luke doesn't quite have that, but he's good enough length and I think the movement skills to sort of make up for whatever he might lack in terms of the 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 size measurables you're looking for. So
2: yeah, yeah if you've, yeah, I'm on, I'm on board with that. Sure, his ankles aren't quite as skinny as Paris's, but they're pretty skinny for a guy of his size. Yeah,
0: I'll take your word you- for it a few weeks ago bill was just completely dismissing your once
2: upon a time suggestion that luke montgomery would play center i mean i i just saw him play center in high school the one time he played it and they look like a natural fit and his athleticism the way that teams in the nfl are now using centers more in the poll game and they they that position has turned into a more athletic spot and i i think the beauty of what players like luke can do is that they're going to be able to function and contribute at all five offensive line spots so kudos to him for for putting himself in that spot luke's body like luke's frame looks way different than it did seven months ago and if you go back and look at pictures of him from last summer's camps at ohio state to now he does not look like the same person so you have to give him a lot of credit just for the work he's done to get himself physically ready for college football okay offense berm go Offense. Um, I take offense to being put on the spot here first, but uh, I think it's Kyle McCord, Uh, not because of what he did on the field, not because he was so much better than Devin Brown, because I don't think that that gap is particularly large. Um, I think that it is the the way he carried himself throughout this spring. The way that he's emerged as a leader on the team, and you can sort of you see the way that his teammates respect him. The energy he's brought to practice when we've been able to see it is something that we didn't really expect out of Kyle because he's such a calm, level headed dude. And then you see him, you know, running in touchdowns and throwing the ball to the ceiling and getting, you know, pumped up. And I think it's just super important for Ohio State if they're going to have a chance to, to, meet their ultimate goals in this 2023 season that calm accord is as good as everyone thought he was going to be when he was a five-star quarterback coming out of high school i think that this spring showed some of those traits that you're looking for uh, as far as the leadership goes of of being the quarterback and now you find out moving forward if he's ready to take that step and and separate himself as the clear-cut unquestioned starter but uh, i just think that it's very important for Ohio State that somebody fill that leadership vacuum on offense because when you're losing guys like Paris, like CJ, like Jackson Smith and Jigba, it, it is important that somebody emerge as a vocal and and a real leader of the offense. Hmm.
1: Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Kyle's high school teammate Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, who had is a much any good. More- he had a much more interesting spring than I thought he was going to have. Um, I thought we like wouldn't see him at all. And frankly, that would have been okay. But this stuff with him playing the slot, like I am infatuated with it. I, I don't know I don't know what it's going to look like in the fall because you he's so good on the outside that you don't want to take him away from that. But man, like you can just torture defenses by putting him in the, in the slot with, and move a mecca around and work Carnell Tate in. Like they have, there's there's so many weapons on this offense, and then like to find a new way to use your best weapon almost feels unfair. But I think Ohio State, it does seem like they feel like they they tapped into something there and found something that is gone from perhaps like oh well, let's give Marv something new to do in the spring to like oh no, we can like weaponize this in in the fall um, when when the games actually matter. So, um, like. He was He's the best player in college football. I don't know how much room there was for him to like actually get better this spring. He probably did. I'm sure he, he'll tell you he left some stuff on the table and wants to attack it even more. But um, from a schematic standpoint, I think that him in the slot does a lot for this offense, especially in a world where they're going to have a new quarterback because it's not the worst thing in the world to move Marvin Harrison Jr. closer to that new quarterback.
0: I didn't want to take Kyle McCord uh, and have – the assumption be when I write that feature that he's absolutely unequivocally the starter and been named that, and I didn't want to take Marvin because I think it's pretty obvious that he's one of the best players in America. Uh, so I actually hey, you just was on both our picks, huh? No, TFS, no, they're
2: TFSJR MVP. <laughs> <laughs> they're both
0: great picks. I don't have problems with them. I'm explaining my rationale, Bill, for my vote and Got my it. story. <laughs> <laughs> and I've already, you've already wrote about Marvin in the slot, and I already wrote a Kyle McCord story. So that seems a little bit redundant. So I actually am taking an offensive lineman, and it actually is the person that I name dropped Donnie Jackson, DJ, Big Donovan, whatever we're <laughs> supposed to call him moving forward. I didn't get any clarity on that. And I I think that Berm has long uh, touted his upside. And, you know, I, Certainly in the first half of the season and before the the missed stun against Iowa, he was really on the way. I think he's had to grow a little bit through that adversity, and he's come out on the other side. It, physically, he's impressive as they come. I think the leadership part is coming along as well. And once Ohio State had to take him out of the lineup, that's when it really solidified how important he is because the, the drop-off, whether whether that's directly at guard or what happens when they start having to move some pieces around at tackle, I, I think that his value above replacement player is the highest on Ohio State's team. Uh, and that's not like, – you would think it would be Marvin Harrison, and I think that maybe there's a case that it's not because Omeka, Buka, and Julian Fleming uh, can do a lot of those things. As good as Marvin Harrison is, Ohio State would be fine, which is crazy to say, would be fine at wide receiver if he didn't have him, Clip just it. like when – Clip it, just clip yeah. it. Clip no, it. Clip do it. not.
2: <laughs> don't even put that into the
0: universe, man. <laughs> what happened last year when Jackson got hurt? Like this, like Ohio State is equipped. I'm not. I, I should. Oh, I. Boy. I'm sorry. I, I know. I'm, I know
1: what you're saying. I. I think. I, yeah. I. Because Donovan Jackson is very good, but like they don't have. Let's say Donovan Jackson was the best guard in college football. I don't know if he is. He certainly could be. They don't have the second best guard in college football on their team, and they have the best receiver and probably the second best receiver in college football on their team. So I get, I get it makes sense.
0: Yeah, thank you for rescuing me and throwing that, that life vest out here when I was drowning in something that I'll definitely regret saying <laughs> uh, immediately tomorrow when people are uh, in the comments. But that's how I feel. Donovan Jackson, especially because I left spring, and I don't think this will happen. We've kicked around this idea. Could he be uh, an emergency tackle for Ohio State, Donovan Jackson? I don't think that that will be what Ohio State does, but the fact that it became more of a consideration, at least in my mind, tells was just a reminder of how good I thought he was in spring and how
2: good and important he will be in the fall. Yeah. I mean, he's certainly the most important offensive lineman on the team right now because, as you said, I don't think you can replace him comfortably or quickly or adequately or at all. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that about sums it up yeah irreplaceable dj i think it's d jack donnie jack donnie donnie jack so um we'll figure it. so we'll uh, are talking different are we talking about defense now yeah yeah sure yeah this one's a little challenging but uh, i'm gonna just get ahead of it and and bite the bullet here so that somebody else doesn't have to do it and that's mm. Josh Proctor. Uh, we we really didn't even consider Josh Proctor as a potential or possible return to the Ohio State roster following last season for a number of reasons. Like even if he was going back to college football, like everyone's like, well, he's certainly not going to do it at Ohio State. He'll take a 60 or somewhere else. And 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 then all of a sudden he's back at Ohio State. Never really. And from when we talked to him um, a, on campus, what a, a week before pro day, like he was like, I never thought about leaving. I don't know why anyone ever thought I would try to leave. Like. Eh. And like, really? What's going on here? But he, uh, who knows? I'm not sure true? that's who correct. knows what's true. Who knows what's true? Austin? There's a
0: very specific reason that I didn't think he was coming back to Ohio State. And I'll yes, but obviously leave people's
2: opinions and minds change over time. Right. Um, but they did. Re- regardless, he's been good. He's been healthy. He's been a leader out there. He's out there with first team and, and is all the conversation about safety. And if Cam Martinez or or. Um, uh, jihad carter or how sonny styles fits in wh- wh- where they move lathan ransom to like it, nobody's talking about oh well, let's move josh proctor like it seems like he's pretty entrenched in that spot perry eliano was raving about him when we had the opportunity to talk um to the safeties coach on the defensive back media day the other guys on the roster are saying he's it seems like he's elevated his his game and his uh preparation and if he is anywhere near the player that he can be just because of his physical tools and he is going to be a, a destroyer of, of offenses. And and I think that if you get that out of him, that that's a a bonus that nobody would have ever expected Ohio state had coming back this year.
1: I think it's a good pick. Um, and a good like tip of the hat to a, a guy that I think people would be really excited if it like finally clicked for him. I know, I know I would be, um, but Mike Hall was the spring MVP for the defense. They had to pull the man off the field so they could run plays. Unblockable. Yeah, they had to do that
2: against Michigan State, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, you know? what, that's what it was. We weren't thinking of it back then. He only played six snaps because they were trying to be nice to Mel Tucker.
2: They wanted to get more
0: reps for the rest of the defense. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mike, uh, quit sacking him every time. We're trying to get Tommy some tackles. He's got to be an All-American. <laughs>
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't know. We've talked about him a lot. I don't really have much else to say about the man other than he is uh, a, a terror on the defensive line. And I really hope he plays like 50 snaps a game this year.
2: I will never forget when his mother, Linda, told me when I was visiting him during his recruitment that he was the LeBron James of Streetsboro. And I was like, I don't best. know what that I don't know what that means, really. But now, you, you know, know now, you, now you see it.
0: I'm going to give my uh, spring camp defensive MVP to Denzel Burke. And, uh, you know, there's, we've made this point, the caveat that much of spring was not done with Ohio State being full, uh, having the full complement of wide receivers available. And maybe that can, can skew some of the interceptions or the passes broken up that we saw. That's fine. But I am. I was watching it closely going into the first day of, of practice in March just because some of the veteran players, Cameron Brown and uh, the coaching staff, had talked about the, this new mentality that Denzel Burke had and because I felt like that was definitely missing. I've talked a, a ton about the injuries and the lack of practice time that he had leading to the inconsistency and the fact that he didn't play up to his full potential until later in the year. Really, the Peach Bowl was the best example of what we thought we'd see from Denzel Burke all year long. And I think that's a taste of, of what's coming in that if he is fully focused and setting aside some of, you know, a lot of attention that came his way, NIL opportunities and stuff last, last offseason combined with the health setbacks and not being able to practice, uh, and then maybe even just some success uh, too fast uh, and too easy for him as a freshman. I, I don't know. All these things sort of combined. And I think a refocused, healthy version of Denzel Burke had, like, practiced at the highest level consistently of anybody outside of my call, which is a great pick. Uh, but if the secondary is going to get back to the level that it truly wants and being held to the BIA standard, it has to have elite play at cornerback. And I think that Denzel Burke can set that standard along with Jordan Hancock and David snigman And uh, for all this safety-driven defense talk, if you don't have good corner play, you can't hide that. Like You're going to be picked apart no matter what.
2: Yeah, I was going to be generic and say the cornerbacks would be my MVP for the spring, just because they were so much improved from a year ago. And I was going to literally, literally, literally to reference that the SDD of a year ago has been replaced by HOB this spring. Um, as far as the 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 most commonly used term, um, I'm not going to say what HOB stands for oh, here. I got it. I got because it because it, it's. <laughs> This is a family show, and I don't want it to be misconstrued when I say it, but I think you guys get it. The coaches said it a lot, that there were a lot of HOBs this spring, and that's because the corners were getting their Hs on some Bs. You know what I mean? Well, oh, that makes it sound way worse. <laughs> you,
0: you, you actually you weren't going to do it, and then you made it clear what it
2: was going to be, and then you took it even one step further than that. So many Hs on so many Bs that you couldn't even sometimes see a a quarterback complete a pass because the B's had so many H's upon them.
1: How many times are you going to say it now?
2: As many times as it takes. I don't think it's possible
1: for you to say it too much.
2: I mean, does everyone everyone understand we're saying hands on balls here? Do you think?
1: (laughs) Oh, I thought we were going to the House of Blues.
2: No, 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 no. The coaches said it all spring. A lot of hands on balls today. A lot of hands on balls, and I'm I'm just a man. I I find things funny. I'm just as crin. You know, I I just I just hear things the same way the next person does, and I go LOL. That's that's comical. What's LOL? What's that? H O B S. Oh, well, I'm
0: glad we got to the bottom of that. This
2: yeah, is the HOB. I, I figured I should just bring it out so people understood because I'm sure there was going to be some people in the comments that were unsure what it meant. And now I feel like I think somewhat should... better that I just let it out.
0: We should have seen what ideas they could come up with for the that's HOB a, defense.
2: That's a great idea. Then we would have had them mark the video explicit. <laughs> the HOB BIA and uh S D S F stronger, faster. What is it? Taller, faster, stronger, Jerry Rice. I mean, we've got all the acronyms heading into summer. Not a lot else to talk about, but acronyms. You broke my internet with that one. Uh, Let's
0: get out of here. This has been uh, the Podcast Daily for Wednesday. We hope you had a great time. Uh, Keep your H's off everyone else's B's uh, out there in the streets.
2: Unless you're a cornerback.
0: (laughs) Even still, let's probably just practice self-restraint out there uh nfl draft starts on thursday we'll have some coverage from that bill's got some uh interviews and insight lined up for that uh then berm and i will be hitting the road for some coverage as well so stay tuned for all that on the podcast and ohiostate.rivals.com for bill and berm i'm austin we'll talk to you later